Welcome back to It Was Murder, the number one heart-to-heart podcast in the world. I'm your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. (laughs) And I'm your devoted lover, Ellen Ito. And I'm the satisfied virgin, Joe Garber. And tonight, it is It Was Murder's 100th episode. Yay! Yay! Not to be confused with the 100th episode of Heart to Heart. No, that's, that's in like... Five more episodes. Yeah. <laughs> we threw off Numbers the Numbers are so confusing. I wish we could have gotten that together. We should have We should have really thought about that. <laughs> we should have synced devices. Yeah. We um, should have started five weeks earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Do we, what happens for like, I don't listen to enough podcasts to know like, what's the, what gift should I have gotten you guys for the 100th episode? Is it tin? Silver. It's cash. Yeah. Oh. That's right, listeners. It's cash. Oops. So <laughs> please, everyone, uh. send a hundred dollars Venmo, hundredth anniversary. A dollar per. If you per don't, ep- you'll be cursed. Honestly, that's um. a real good deal for all this content. <laughs> it's a dollar an episode. <laughs> yeah. Do we make like one hundredth episode resolutions or something? How many resolutions can we make? I do <laughs> yeah. have one though. Like oh. I do have something that's um, because I have stopped listening to the episodes Uh-oh. because there's only so much I can do to myself <laughs> at a given time you know, and, and whatever. Um, but I listened to last week's episode and I was like, well, someone is quite profane and it wasn't you were Eric or you Joe. <laughs> and I felt sort of embarrassed for myself. And oh. then I remembered I had flashbacks to when I listened to the night horrors episode and I was so drunk <laughs> that it made me feel like I could never go in public or speak <laughs> again. <laughs> Do you notice how I didn't, I didn't say it made me think I should never drink again. That didn't happen. Mm, yeah. But um, last week's episode, I was like, Oh my God, I just keep saying dick face and swearing like why am i so mad i'm literally podcasting at work don't tell anyone but it's like what am i mad about what do i have to be mad about why so mad about heart to heart ellen so i was like oh maybe i've lost my kindness can i just blame the pandemic anyway 100 episodes in so sorry everybody if i've just been absolutely that profane and angry about heart to heart for no reason for 100 fucking episodes oh here i go um, <laughs> but i'll just try not to, I'll try to be left, left. Your arc on the podcast yes. is how Ellen got her kindness back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go walk the Appalachian Trail until <laughs> oh, I get God. to Jamaica, until I get to a Tuscan villa. Um, I, have, I am not going to apologize for my profanity uh, because I don't even notice it anymore. Yeah, I don't notice mine either. <laughs> it's just, I don't notice yours either. It's totally just who I am. I'm, I, I'm not sorry. Yeah. I'm not Uh Fuck you. <laughs> uh, that's all I have to say. About that. <laughs> Fuck all of you. And, and to be fair, I don't think it's not like anybody's writing in and saying you guys are too profane. I know, no one has said I, anything yet. I, I just had <laughs> had that moment where I'm like, damn, if I don't sound sort of a little coarse. So it's just my own my own assessment. You guys are fine. You guys are amazing. We have the explicit E on our podcast. So oh, yes. I think anything goes <laughs> at that point. Oh, I thought it was for Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I do is click the explicit content. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> for sure. Oh, um, my God. I feel like maybe you've sworn shit. more, but I feel like I've said weirder shit about sex and bodies <laughs> on the podcast oh, yeah. no well, yeah, yeah. Ellen, you both Ellen every never, week like, say weird yeah about so 
I just am too busy swearing to really participate in those conversations. You may use unsavory language every once in a while, but we say some nasty shit. uh, (laughs) I just really latch on to the opportunities to call somebody dick face. I don't even even think that's profane. I can't believe it's been a hundred episodes. What have we learned? <laughs> Anything at all? <laughs> I feel like you I feel like you can believe it, Joe. I can believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it hasn't been 200. <laughs> I I can believe it's not butter. It's yeah. le- <laughs> it's less surprising that we're at our 100th episode and more surprising that we're almost done. I know. Oh my god. That I can't I believe. Know. It's going to be I look at this like the little dvd case thing and then the banner it says the final season and then i feel sad inside oh that is we got the movies there's the movies so many movies it won't be the I'm hyped same on the movies i'm hyped on the it movies won't. too that's going to be yeah. an interesting it'll be different like seeing watching something that's twice as long i and, know and having to hold that shit together sometimes my attention span already drifts just during the episodes so. i think once the once it starts to be movies we're going to have to make like a rule where we watch them the night before <laughs> at night yeah, with no devices aside from our note, note phones taking. or whatever. Yeah. Like maybe we should start doing paper notes. Maybe. But, uh, th- but it, it, I always, I'm all over IMDb during the episodes. Like, yeah. Like, and doing the trivia lookups trivia that I learn and then never state on the podcast <laughs> because I'm too busy saying fuck and talking about who I want to suck. <laughs> Is that I a new mean, segment? I'm just, I'm just trying to be profane now. <laughs> Pluck Thank your you. Thank you. That makes me feel better. That makes me feel so much better. I'm this trying to so comfort great. Ellen. <laughs> Thank you. I, that does feel better. Um, well, we could always uh, watch it together. Yeah, watch the movies together. I don't that know if true. my presence is enough to make people pay attention. I somehow doubt it. But I, all my notes are always paper notes. Mm. Joe, I can't. Did you just send me a picture of a dick face? Yes. <laughs> No. <laughs> I almost said fuck you, but I didn't. I saw it. I saw that and it reminded me of you. <laughs> Thanks. You should escape to the perfect small town. Escape oh, to the perfect town. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, guys. Okay. Whoops. All right. Well, we're still we're still podcasting. We, we have right? we have Sorry. no like we've made no celebratory plans for our hundredth episode. It's just kind of like, hey, look, Did we? It's, our, yeah. it's we're we're the kind of people that we're like, oh, it's Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Valentine's. Right, like, wow. Oh wow. <laughs> I um I texted somebody and I was like, how come I can never remember when the goddamn Super Bowl is? <laughs> and then there's just like a long text silence in which I know that person was just like. Is this a real question? <laughs> right. So that's how I feel about almost all holidays. I don't know Although why we're expected. Yesterday. There's a social pressure to know about the Super Bowl, like knowing about wines that I feel. And I'm like, why do I need to know this? Why do I need to know about wines? And why do I need to know about the Super Bowl? Let me let me give you a little bit of advice from the 40s. You don't. Yeah. There's no there's no need to know any of this shit. Yeah. Wait. From the 1940s or from the age decade? <laughs> no, from the, the 1940s. 1940s. <laughs> uh, you don't have to know about the Super Bowl. Let me tell you, kid. You just... There is no Super Bowl. <laughs> from the gay 40s. <laughs> <laughs> I am in my gay 40s. So. That was yeah. actually from 80s uh, performer Taco. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking 
Um, now there's social pressure to know about taco. <laughs> decades ago, um, when putting on the Ritz by Taco was a big game, I was I was <laughs> in Los Angeles. <laughs> I was in Los Angeles on a uh, trip. And one of the pictures, I got to dig it up and, and send it to you. I took a picture of the side of Tower Records because, you know, they used to have the big album covers yes. that they would have somebody paint on the side. And it was for a taco. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And I thought it was so incredible that I took out my little, like, sad camera, film Aww. camera, and took a picture of it. But the picture's hilarious. It was hilarious <laughs> then, hilarious now, <laughs> a timeless class. Classic. Thank you, Taco. Um, That's what who gives thanks Super to Taco. Bowl. Taco. The, su- <laughs> the Super Bowl. You're blue I- and you don't know when the Super Bowl is happening. <laughs> Doesn't mean a thing. <laughs> is that a Taco song? Yep. That's what? a Taco song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh, taco, taco, taco ruins another podcast. <laughs> well, it's the hundredth one. Of course, we're going to talk about taco. I don't even know who taco What's, is. What? what? Where, where the fuck was what? Taco? Joe? What? I don't know. Is he German? Are they German? That's what I'm looking up because I'm like, is it TAC? <laughs> Why the fuck were they called taco? <laughs> oh, this is even better. This is even better. So I just I entered taco putting on the ritz into google <laughs> and my phone just immediately took me <laughs> to youtube and it's taco putting on the ritz original uncensored version <laughs> whoa whoa he's dutch oh he's dutch dutch so, okay. so it probably is nasty I, i've never heard the original <laughs> uncensored i, I didn't taco. know there was an uncensored <laughs> version oh he's super duper this wow. is a very sassy over the shoulder <laughs> <laughs> he's trying hard to look like gary cooper <laughs> oh my gosh oh, wow the blonde hair yeah. i'm not re- remembering i only happened. remember him with the slick back black hair like the, yes. the conductor's tuxedo mm, totally oh what a heady time that was quite <laughs> the look for for a. Uh, a certain cadre of the gentle uh, persons, right? Like uh, Steve Strange and Gary Newman and Euro, everybody yeah, had like Euro robot singers and- were all dressed like conductors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Klaus Nomi. Um. Oh, Klaus Nomi. Uh, ultimate kabuki face. Yeah. Yes. What uh, podcast is this? This is It Was Murder, where we are t- <laughs> on our 100th episode, where we are going to discuss... Taco. Love game. Oh. oh, right. Whoops. Talking taco. Love game. The B side to putting on the Ritz by taco. <laughs> <laughs> Love game. Love game. Love game. Okay. Okay. Oh so we have to try and tell you what happened in this episode in sixty seconds or less. Uh, in the or less, my ass. Uh, otherwise in 60 known seconds, as a minute. Uh, known as the minute max. And I get to start, some which call, is some really call it a minute. Some call really it a minute. troubling. Others call it sixty seconds. And most call it <laughs> super duper. <laughs> when someone says Ritz, do you think of the hotel or the cracker first? Cracker. Me too. I think. I think of taco. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Okay. Minimax. <clears throat> Minimax for love game. <laughs> Let's see if I can do this. Love game. I know this is going to be tough. Uh, A tennis pro is in bed with a blonde woman and her husband comes in and says, I'm going to kill you. And he says, no, I can make you a bunch of money because I I talk to a bunch of rich ladies who have rich husbands and there's like stocks and shit. And he's like, cool, let's make some money. And then we find out that uh, him and the lady are in on it together. And the hearts are having a tennis celebrity tournament and they get uh, Martina Navrzelova and <laughs> VJ something who is last name I don't remember um, and <laughs> uh, the sleazy tennis pro is like oh I'm gonna fuck uh, Jennifer Hart and I'm gonna get information on this company that Jonathan Hart's about to buy and then you can buy all the stock from it Mr. Uh, John Vernon <laughs> and uh, they he goes into the house <laughs> Jennifer does an amazing job of fending him off until Jonathan gets there then Jonathan throws a massive uncomfortable fit at a tennis tournament, <laughs> uh, stalling for time oh. until John Vernon comes out shooting. Oh my god! <laughs> oh god, that was terrible. No, it was great. That was good. Got the bullet points. Thank you, but that was awful. It's time for you to make good. You really put on the Ritz. <laughs> put that on a Ritz. <clears throat> put that on the Ritz. <laughs> Love games. Is the name of the episode, right? (laughs) (laughs) Heart Games. All right. Let me think. (laughs) Okay. There's a tennis instructor who is just fucking rich wives around town and then getting slapped across the face a bunch. He get his, The husband comes in and starts slapping him around the room, and while he falls to the floor, he shrieks about an antitrust case that he knows about. So the man says, if you don't make this worth my while, I'm going to break your back. And so he they go into insider trading together, and the guy's trying to get stop being a tennis instructor whose life seems pretty great. He just has sex with all these wives and teaches tennis. Adam West and his his wife are also in the episode and he gave her his wife a tip that she gave to the tennis instructor so the hearts devise a plan to give the a fake tip pretend like jennifer is going to fuck the tennis instructor give jonathan calls gives him a fake gives her a fake tip and then they figure out who's doing the trading i think was the plan during and then they stall him during a long tennis match where jonathan has a meltdown so that they can wait him out and then he starts shooting them the end. <laughs> that was. This is a hard. This episode. is a really difficult one, Ellen. You're our only no, hope. <laughs> if I had an hour, I don't know. Bring it I home. I could do it. Okay, love game. So there's a skeezy tennis pro who likes to do it with everybody's bored, super rich wives, and there's a man who. I'm never really clear what skeezy bullshit that guy's doing. He's a bad businessman. He's an evil person who works in some kind of an office in a suit. And so he and his wife decide that they'll exploit the tennis pros, insider knowledge, all the pillow talk. And they're like, uh, we're going to kill you if you don't get this information from the wives. And so then Batman's there and like his wife is fucking the tennis pro and betrayed Batman and Batman's really upset about it. And then um, she ends up getting murdered because it's just, it's just a fucking mess. There's like Martina Navratilova's there and Jonathan goes like full McEnroe at the Wilshire Children's <laughs> Hospital benefit. It's totally, I don't know. I wish I could remember the name of the, um, weird video company that the stock 
they fuck the guy into buying stocks for, but it's really not that interesting. Cindy, Cindy Cam. Cam. Cindy Cam. Cindy Cam. Which I thought that's the most porny name I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. Cindy Cam oh, video. Oh my god. Wait, Cindy do we have Cindy Cam? That's right. Okay. Yeah. Cindy we do have Sisler family. We Playhouse. do have a Sisler. The Sisters have oh. stepped up to the fucking plate. Thank right. you, Sisters. We especially need you on this episode. I know. I, honestly, they're probably going to piece something together and like make the episode make sense for me. Well, I mean, they couldn't do worse than I just did. Than any of us. Um. <laughs> the Sisler Family Playoffs probably presents Love Game. Spoiler alert, it's about tennis, not cosplay. Dean Warmer puts Captain Tennis Shorts Libido on double secret probation as they play the Heart Squad's favorite game, Let's Screw Over Rich People. Jonathan and Jennifer play tennis with Bruce Wayne in a discount Vicky Vale. Jennifer's raising money for all the orphans Joe Garber has tried to kill over the last hundred podcasts. <laughs> Stockwood dumps Captain Tennis Shorts after which mayhem, mayhem ensues. ensues. Captain Tennis Shorts thinks Jennifer would prefer his racket over Jonathan's. Here's your safe word, Josh. Anal. Seuss is about <laughs> to blow the lid off the stock frog but gets killed by Josh who displays cunning, skill, and no visible panty lines. Eric and Joe after hundred podcasts, we are picking your poke. VJ. Jonathan tells David that Susan is dead. If your third wife is any younger, Dave, she'd be in preschool. Jennifer plays the role of a bored housewife as the hearts set a trap for Dean Warmer. By guy confrontation time as Jonathan tries to stuff Dean Warmer into a locker. First starts, now falls. Since when was Aaron Spelling in the kink? Congratulations on reaching 100 episodes. We love y'all so much. We'd love to bet you around for the next 100, but since we had dinner with Jennifer Hart, Jenny and I are living on borrowed time. The <laughs> end. <laughs> oh, thanks, Sisters. Thank you, Sisters. can they do the plot, but they can say something nice to us as well. Yeah. I couldn't even get the plot out. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I had a bunch of compliments planned for both of you, but I couldn't get to them <laughs> yeah and we don't we don't have another hundred episodes to try and figure out how to actually do this yeah <laughs> oh, so well. oh well water the bridge the did end. they pick my poke <laughs> they picked our poke oh okay vj they said yeah and i have to VJ say armitrage presumptuous yeah pretty presumptuous <laughs> vj armitrage vj armitrage um, yes so uh there's just for this episode, for me, there's just both so many and so few things to talk about. I can't decide. I'm at a fork in the road where it's like, do I go left and say absolutely nothing? <laughs> do I go right and point out things that just are so irrelevant to the actual meat on the bone of this episode? Mm. I'm going to go right. I hope you don't go left because it is a podcast. True. <laughs> I mean, and I have this is I have a lot of notes for this episode, but none of them. Do you really? Yeah, none of them tell me anything. I apparently was just like, and it's exciting, like stream of consciousness note taking. <laughs> oh, but then can we can we play it like twenty thousand dollar pyramid, right? Where you're just listing off yes. your notes, and Joe and I are just guessing. We're like things that are round, things that are round, stuff yeah. that happens in winter. Um, Cindy Cam, Cindy number Cam. seven. Um, stuff that happens in France. <laughs> um, Tennis. The first thing I want to address is since you brought up porn with the Cindy cam thing mm -hmm. and it sounds like a porn company, which it definitely does. I don't know what Cindy cam would be if not porn, the performance of Adam West. Oh when, God. When he mm -hmm. learns that his wife has died is just mm -hmm. an orgasm. So we're going to go straight there. It's insane. <laughs> okay. So this, right. I want to, I want to okay. also pair this with the, who played his wife. I, I don't know her name, but Susan, Susan, she said after he says sh he's spending a fortune in tennis lessons, his 
the wife gives a look that I've only seen in porn when a woman is about to suck a dick. Like, it's just like <laughs> this very weird, like downward look, like mouth open. Oh, it's very <laughs> like, I was like, what is she doing? Like, why is she making that face? And then he gave that performance. It was like, they're in porn. Like they were doing a porn. <laughs> like what the fuck the is going on? Opening scene to this episode with Josh tennis pro and Susan like post coital where we're looking at like neatly laid out clothes on the floor and, and all this shit. And then the husband walks in. My first thought was the acting in this is porny mm-hmm. or we are about, it's about to cut away and we're watching us. We're watching a soap opera being filmed. Yeah. Because it was so, I, I hate to really disparage the actors in this show, but y'all were bad. And I think John Vernon probably had some feelings about being in that opening scene because he is an actor and he can act. And these He's other incredible. people were just, He's the rich husband. Yes. He, yeah. The, his, the inflection he gave on those lines was incredible at the beginning. He yeah. was really, really good. My, my note from that was John Vernon <clears throat> must have felt some kind of way about that opening scene. <laughs> Cause like, Oh man. And so to clarify, there's, the woman who is in the opening scene with the tennis pro is actually the wife of John Vernon's character, Correct. right? So yes. it's Patty Saunders. So it's not Susan. Oh, yes. Susan comes right, later. Right, right. She's having yeah, like a that's separate thing. Adam West's Adam we- yeah. wife. Yeah, Batman. Mm-hmm. Adam wife. West. That, yeah, that's the one who. His character, David Stockwood, and his wife, Susan. His yeah. young, much, they keep saying his much younger wife, Susan. Yeah. David and Susan Stockwood <clears throat> were pornographic actors in the regular TV show. That was the, his crying <laughs> oh scene my God. when Jonathan tells him that his wife has been murdered is like uncomfortable to watch. It was, mm. okay, so let's talk about this episode <laughs> in a broader scope for a <laughs> <Okay>. second. <laughs> the tone of this episode like swung wildly from screwball comedy yeah. to hard drama <laughs> yeah <laughs> so quickly that none of the actors could have had any way of knowing well, so were- like we like adam west is like yeah. is like oh wait are we in a <laughs> wait is this airplane or is this <laughs> airport what are we like doing? what are we doing what's going on <laughs> yeah. i i agree like it's totally like 15 different genres, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's, it's just all the things and none of the things at the same time. I mm-hmm. feel like the characters of Susan and I can't remember his name and her husband, Mr. Stockwood, um, we actually have an opportunity to care about them and their relationship. Like I think Susan, the woman playing Susan Stockwood, I think she did a good job showing like she fucked up Mm -hmm. because what happens is that her husband played by Adam West finds he's confessing to her that he's having these troubles at work Mm -hmm. because somehow the opposing uh, team of lawyers in this antitrust case found out what his strategy was and now he's going to lose and he can't, he's like, Oh my God. Like you can tell he's, I thought he was doing a great job with that scene where he's just basically like, Mm -hmm. I'm failing. Like, this is it. This is, I'm going to lose. And he's like clearly devastated. And the look on her face, cause they're having this conversation, (laughs) like sitting in the car and it just sort of takes us, it breaks away from any like tawdry marital issue that they're having where she's fucking the tennis pro, which she is. And it immediately turns into this other thing where it's like, Oh my God, she might be cheating on her husband. But when she sees 
how devastated he is and how worried he is for the two of them and their future because this secret's been revealed. He doesn't know what went wrong. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. He's He thinks that they're just going to be destroyed, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the look on her face, I mean, it's awful. And then she goes to talk to Jennifer about it. To con- to be- She is intends to, but never does, confess to having an affair, which Jennifer already suspects. Mm-hmm. But she she's going to try and tell a friend, like, I made this mistake. Like, mm-hmm. something, it's weighing on her. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then, tragically, she is then murdered. I mean, that's God. a lot. That's a yeah. lot. And I'm like, Adam West, I love Adam West just because. Me too. I, th- mm. I think that he just has such a presence and I feel like he, he was all in on this one considering like the scope of the part. I feel like there's definitely some moments where I'm like, wow. So I was kind of, I was feeling all, all the ways of fucked up for the Stockwoods because that is such a mess. There is no way out of that because even if she were to finally say to him, like I fucked the tennis pro, I'm so sorry. I love you. This is so bad. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's like, I'm sorry. I work too much or whatever. Either way they are financially ruined. Yeah. And it's her fault. There's no coming back. No. Yeah. Mm. That is pretty insane and amazing sort of plot line. Uh, I was confused about what happened to the rich guy's wife who was, he, she's just gone after the first scene, it, right? Did we ever see her again? No. She, so, so I got confused about well, that. I got confused too because, well, one, because she looks so similar. To the other <laughs> to wife. <Susan. laughs> yeah. Like, yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, right. blonde women, <laughs> blonde white women. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Y'all look blonde, the same. Blonde white women who are on TV in 1983. Yeah. You kind of all look the same. Oh, and I, I'm saying I'm saying this as a gay man, so I know that so there's okay. there are probably nuances that I'm not picking up. So on. it's okay to be sexist. <laughs> no, it's it's absolutely oh. not okay for me to be sexist. Mm-hmm. But it I was is, thinking it's more looksist or racist. Yeah, it's it's, it's looksist. looksist yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was. I so in that opening scene, like there's the whole showdown with John Vernon and Josh. Josh, the French. <laughs> Josh. What was his last name? Dun- Dunsky. What was it? Dunstan. He had like, Dunstan. Yeah. Josh Dunstan. Joshua Dunstan. Which do you, do you think that's a very French name? <laughs> Josh Dunstan. <laughs> like I was having problems with the name because every time they would say like oh dunston i'm like that's you're not talking about frenchie you can't be talking about french i think joshua is the name that makes me confused about whether somebody's french i'm like french canadian but like one of his parents is just regular canadian Mm. and he never told them that they must feel some shame so he's obviously not French. taking me from my own court taking me from my own my own court (laughs) but so you feel some shame i hope so the thing is they set up the episode though as if this husband and wife rich husband and wife team were a a A duo duo yeah getting information out of this tennis guy who they know is sleeping with rich housewives like it's that's like, what I thought too, and I thought it was going to be like what a, a strange du- setup. A duo of villains to then just become right. him, and he comes running in. His whole plan, I, I yeah, just the whole, but the whole thing at the end, also, oh, it's God. kind of like a thing. There's, the, I guess, it'd be too confusing <laughs> to have multiple grips going on. Yeah, instead of just zeroing in on the heart industries syndicam scenario, but yeah, that. Part was not as interesting to me as the marital troubles of the Stockwoods. Um, I could have done with more people being murdered in this episode, if I'm totally honest. Me too. I wanted more more murders, but also <laughs> I sort of 
I was really getting into into John Vernon just threatening the shit out of the tennis pro. Oh yeah. He's like, he's like the way he comes at him physically <laughs> when they're doing the ruse of like the the uh, cuckolded furious husband, mm-hmm. he grabs the tennis pro by his shorts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like he basically grabs and lifts him by the crotch and yeah. then he shakes him and then he punches him mm-hmm. in the lower abdomen also. And then he punches him again the same way. And that just, I was like, wow, that's, an, that's like an intense fight scene because it's like close up stuff. And he is grabbing that guy and shaking him. Yeah. Like, Rose him, and then the threat that he gives him is not necessarily so much like "I'm gonna kill you," mm. I'm gonna kill you, but it's like "I'm going to break your back." Yeah, and then he punches him again, like he's like gets him to. He's like, "I'm offering the blah blah. I'll do whatever. I'll do whatever." And then the wife is equally sinister, and she's like, "She's like, oh, thanks for nothing, basically, right?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "I'll do whatever," and he's like, "Yeah, you will, or I'll break your back." And then he punches. <laughs> him again like he gets him to do what he wants and he still punches him it's funny because this whole that ploy of the husband and wife team like she probably wouldn't have been better if she got the information out of that tennis because all they needed was that information about that antitrust case or whatever to get that Mm -hmm. it seems like you would seduce him into talking about it which he probably freely would have but instead they had the husband come in and beat the shit out of him like what a weird ploy to get that information i think they were thinking it was going to be a long game where they would just enter into this this agreement and they would split the funds and he would just continue hopping with all of the tennis ladies so this was just the first okay an unfortunate choice that they made because it's the one that he offered and he didn't really have he didn't really have the information that he needed. He was just frantically trying to save his own ass and spitting out the first thing he could Okay, that makes of, more right? sense. And then later when the husband, they're sitting with each other, the way he threatens him is by putting his index finger on his touching, arm a bunch. Touching him. Yeah. So, so okay, <laughs> that's I wanted to bring that up because... <laughs> Super weird, yeah. yeah. First, I want to say that whoever was shooting this episode, like the the DP on this episode, or one of the DPs at least, was doing some really amazing work like they were really mm-hmm. trying to make this episode look spectacular mm-hmm. and half of the time they really did mm-hmm. yeah there I was agree. a lot of interesting close-ups there was a lot of great uh zooms the the particularly the, the scene in the office with those weird pyramids with mirrors oh god i i I'm going to have to have a full hour to talk about the pyramid. <laughs> uh, that, that, that shot. That's one of the best things I've seen in the entire series. Totally. Yeah. John Vernon sitting at his desk and then in a mirror pyramid behind him or on his desk in front of him, you see the reflection of Josh and it zooms out and there are several <laughs> mirror pyramids there's, all there's, facing Josh. Whoa. There's two on the desk and they're these wooden sculptures yes. that are very sharp, tall triangles, like executive toy looking weird things, or they're the way they're placed, it's almost as if they would be like intercoms or something or speakers, but they're very sharp and menacing. They're uh finished like stained wood with mirrors in them. And so the way that they play with it that Eric's describing is the classic like over the shoulder shot, except that you can see the person that they're talking to 
beautifully depicted mm-hmm. oh. in the triangular mirror. And so a hard shot to get for starters. And it's just such a, a throwaway scene, but it makes it so good and so cool. And it makes it so intense. I love yeah. it. And I thought th- this is the kind of thing it reminded me of what murder, like it has that grittiness, like that extra layer of cinematography that just makes the episode like really kind of just dark. Yeah. 100%. Saunders is a super dark character. That the, also the scene Joe was talking about where, uh, John Vernon, I'm sorry. I don't remember his name in the episode. Saunders. Saunders and, Mm -hmm. and Dunstan are (laughs) sitting in what, what looked to be a hotel lobby or some shit. Uh And, it's shot from behind them, which is super interesting. Mm-hmm. Like that's an, that's a choice. And then it goes close up on both of them from behind while they mm-hmm. talk to each other. And we see uh, Saunders like making these threatening, like not really saying anything threatening to him, uh-huh. but you know, it's threatening because he keeps touching him, yeah. physically mm-hmm. touching him, yeah. which I found fascinating. Yeah. I was so into it. Like, what is going on? This is, it seemed to hint at like more going on than we were led on to know. Yeah. And I just loved it. I Mm -hmm. just thought it was so cool. Mm -hmm. I thought that another, for me, another very cinematic moment was when during the Wilshire Children's Hospital Celebrity (laughs) Tennis Tournament, uh, Mr. Saunders is in like the clubhouse or whatever, like frantically buying up all the stock during this window when he, I don't, I don't, didn't really understand that part, but (laughs) he's in there buying all, all the stock up and he just like, just gets the fever and he keeps calling and, and making more buys. And the way that that shot is so interesting. Like Jennifer comes up the stairs into the club. And so the way that it's shot is straight across. And so she kind of, ascends and like appears yep. at the top of the stairs and it's kind of a tiered sort of a thing. It's just really like they didn't need to need to do any of that. Mm-hmm. But the way that there's the like a the room is full of people all sitting at this charity event. Like it just looks really good. Like the way it's lit is super cinematic. Mm-hmm. Like it just has that kind of gritty like conversation-y kind of uh you know it just it just looks really good mm-hmm. it, it's the so whole i appreciated it the whole sure. episode looked great like there was yeah. a lot of outdoor oh. shooting in at tennis courts it was always like noon mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. it, like and the the primary color game was on fucking point mm-hmm. oh my god the orange and blue locker room that oh, blew my mind was i was so into that locker room cuz when i saw the shower I room wanna, and it was just oh orange square god. tiles i was like holy fuck this room is so it good. Was so so good. Yeah, and you know, like combo. orange and blue for me, and yeah, in any movie, just rings all of my Jacques to me. Like oh, totally, Umbrella's <laughs> a Sherbrooke Mandarin wallpaper vibes, which yep. is like my uh, just where I want to live forever. But yeah, so that scene was bananas. Mm-hmm. Um, just like the orange lockers are so huge and graphic mm-hmm. and crazy and the angles on them. So they, and they just were pristine like, too. Like they were, yeah. they, that's one of the things that I loved was that everything looked so mm-hmm. clean and so mm-hmm. like 
polished. It's mm-hmm. like it's like a thing that Christopher Nolan movies have where it's like every surface yeah. is a mirror because yeah. it's polished. <laughs> and this in this episode is like everything is the perfect color, the perfect glossy color. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, isn't it, that they would have two significant tennis professionals yeah. at a time when tennis was very much the zeitgeist mm-hmm. culturally. Like it was that tennis anyone moment and <laughs> you know, all of that. And they are completely like secondary in this episode, even though that's a really major get yeah. to have Martina and VJ both in the episode. <laughs> like they both have speaking parts. They both do a great job. They're actually on the court playing tennis and it's just such like not the key scene at all. Like it's just the time killer thing. It's like the counterbalance yeah. to the real action, which is that guy buying this. Like they're just they're literally buying time. That's all the device is in the plot. Mm-hmm. And the real action is like Jennifer going up to see who's actually making the purchases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of the shares of Syndicam. Right. That's a, a really weird move. It is, but it's great. So bizarre. It feels like there was too much to fit into one episode of Heart to Heart. Too much story, too much plot, and then also not enough. Sometimes, like the the tennis scene went so long with nothing happening other than them buying time. For mm. some reason, why did they think he was going to be there? Was I didn't know if that was ever explained. Like. Did they, they didn't know who it was at that point. They didn't know. They explained that in a, there's like an aside where they explain that. And okay. I don't remember what it was, mm-hmm. but uh, one of them says like, well, we know that this person is going to be at this, at this event, this event. Okay. All right. As long as they explain that. And it may have something to do with Josh. It may have something to do with something that Susan said to them. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember, but it's true. There's, there's places where they could have tightened it up, mm-hmm. but we wouldn't have had the clever twist slash, a short scrapping scene in the beginning. Like that twist is kind of amazing. Yes. But I feel like they could have, I could see where it would be hard as a writer to leave that twist on the table. Right. Mm -hmm. But if they jumped right into Saunders and the tennis pro being already in cahoots, like a little less time spent on celebrity tennis organization, you know, like there's a way to just tighten it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's a rewrite. That's like an editing thing because I'm fine with the content they have it. But I feel like they could have tightened it up Mm -hmm. editing wise and it would have been like firing on all cylinders. But there was there was also a sort of subplot going on about like that wasn't really fully developed and didn't fully make sense to me. Like Jonathan and Jennifer getting along so well, and then the, all these married couples around them not getting along well. There was sort mm-hmm. of something there being developed, and then Jonathan and Jennifer fighting at the end, and then getting back, and then like being friendly again. It was like the first scene at the end where they get into a little bit of a spat, sort of, and then, but they're lo- like they're I mean, nice it, to each other by the end. It all seemed playful to me. Oh, really? I thought it was like kind of mm-hmm. tense. Like for a Jennifer yeah. was definitely annoyed with him, but yeah. I think she's frequently annoyed mm-hmm. with him, so it was just kind of like, "Man, eh, whatever." Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they were getting along so well at the beginning. It was so it was like there's a lot of good Jennifer and Jonathan moments in this episode yeah, too, but there's a lot of good mm-hmm. I just felt like there was something there with the married couple thing being compared to other married couples bickering or whatever that wasn't mm-hmm. really that was sort of I don't know. Half well, there was. They. I think. I maybe I'm wrong, but I. I feel like it was a slight commentary on people marrying age appropriate people. <laughs> oh, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. It was like, uh, yeah, no, we're fine because we are 
we're only 15 years apart in age, not, uh-huh. not it, 30. It did come up multiple times, right? Yeah, it did. There's one dig in particular where it makes it sound like that guy like has a child bride or something, which seemed a little over the top, but yeah, maybe not, not completely. I don't know. <laughs> but it's interesting. Like People always are throwing the hearts, good marriage back in their fucking face. Yeah, they are. <laughs> always. Like, everyone's just such a bitter Betty about that shit. All the excruciating everyone, dinner parties men, that they get invited women, to. women, <laughs> random, weird, strangers. Like, everybody has snark. Everybody wants to tear it down. It's like, yes, great. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but it's like, that. but the hearts, of course, I mean, I guess maybe if you are just sitting in the catbird seat or whatever, you are kind of like, oh, no, I feel sad that they're having problems or whatever. And it's like, uh-huh. Mm. It's like, they're shit talking you, you guys. You should just, just ignore them. Yeah. <laughs> like, just go, I don't know, eat some pancakes and have a good time or something. You're falling into the heart's trap where they prove that they're better than you. <laughs> uh, I like you're playing their yes. love you're game. Doing yeah. it, you're doing it exactly like they <laughs> want you to do it. Game. You, You're a fool. <laughs> they're vultures. I just you're remember, a fool trapped in a loveless relationship. <laughs> I remember You'll, how they also uh, you're not rich. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> they foiled the the villain at the end by he had the gun on Jonathan and then Jennifer spills <laughs> a bucket ball. full of tennis balls <laughs> under his feet, his planted on the ground feet that did not move, and, and he, he looks down, down confused at why there's tennis balls like, everywhere. What? All of a sudden, tennis balls yeah. At the t- uh, yeah, Jennifer. Jennifer knew that he was part Labrador. Yeah, Well, perhaps the the tennis balls are dirty or dead. <laughs> yeah, they're dead. Um, because I learned that that's a problem during I, I, the tennis match. I'm dead not ready. Ball, I'm not ready to talk about uh, Jonathan's fit at the end. Uh, <laughs> oh, because I want to talk about the murder of Susan. Okay. Okay. I'm screaming. So I didn't see that coming. Um, I feel like. <laughs> Josh escalated extremely (laughs) and I was kind of shocked that he stabbed (laughs) he stabbed Susan and killed her yeah he's not even under that much pressure and then he put pantyhose on his head which is always scary panty panty face is always scary (laughs) and he stabbed her with a straight up jackknife totally God, like a yeah. fucking like Swiss Army knife. <laughs> gnarly. That is yeah. fucking gnarly. It's totally Susan gnarly. Better than that. She yeah. did. I did not see that coming. And when it happened, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like they just up the game. <laughs> yeah. The love game just got scary. Jesus. Uh, but <laughs> then when Jonathan and Jennifer show up, <laughs> oh, and can we talk about the door down the shoddy workmanship <laughs> of Bel Air Homes? <laughs> <laughs> He, he door. kicks this door, this glass door, and it, the, the door, French door disintegrates. Oh yeah, I mean it's splinters. He fucking What's just... Jonathan Hart. He plays. Like, like, was his foot? His foot grew like he's a professional. <laughs> he's a professional croquette player, a professional <laughs> polo player, a professional tennis player. Probably more professions that he does. He also know knows about. how to pick locks. He was in the navy. You know, in the navy you're reserves. Just in a fucking hurry. You're <laughs> yeah. in a hurry. You but disintegrate a door. The I want to talk about Joshua Dunstan because 
I feel like that character, if somebody was rolling up their sleeves and making this the two hour, like super dark film that it deserved to be. um, Oh my God. That character really makes me feel empty inside (laughs) the way that that dude operates is so sad. Something very bad happened to Joshua Dunstan because the way he (laughs) throws himself into that is nuts. I mean, he was doing that anyway, just for the kicks, right? Just for the tips and the sex. But once it's like his life is on the line, like he is just, it's that it's crazy how focused and determined he is. Yeah to not get killed but also like it just feels like this crazy hustler desperation and i feel like the the club pro is always such a gigolo cliche right Mm -hmm. but this was like a next level crazy thing like initially i was kind of like (laughs) oh god oh god but then as i kind of like got more into that person's performance and just the intensity of it like the sadder I felt the darker it was. It's, <laughs> I found it like ultimately I found it really disturbing um, and not even because of the pantyhose face, but yes, that's very disturbing always, but it wasn't even the murder of Susan. And like before that I was feeling like really challenged by the sadness I felt about this character. Yeah. The only real reason he gives for any of it is to get out of the lifestyle of being a tennis pro coach, right? It's not really, it's just the money. Yeah. And to do what? Like yeah. He's going to make an, enough, like, be in the gigolo. And then I guess I, I think of um, Match Point. Yeah. Mm. Oh, tennis pros. <laughs> What's up? Something fucked I up just, going on. I mean, we should have known because anyone who wears a tailored tracksuit is a, a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I've yes, never seen a tracksuit fit that. I'm going to say well, but I don't mean that. I, but, <laughs> like, I've never seen a tracksuit that tailored to a body like hmm. it was kind of insane the sh- the fit on the shorts was impeccable mm-hmm. the shorts are good the, it's I, the it's I the mean, blue it's, I guess satin tracksuit that he wears yeah where i, I was mean, like is anyone is looking it? good like in that thing well technically he did i mean good but <laughs> it's good you know you know what do i mean when i say good that's what i'm saying it's like it's like <laughs> wow impeccable tailoring on something that shouldn't be yeah yeah not like, be tailored. it's not required of that garment though though the clothes this episode a lot of the tennis gear was pretty spectacular yeah um, Fila really had its moment when jennifer was talking to vj she is mm-hmm. wearing this like it, it's technically red, white, and blue, but it was more like red and a and a cyan and <laughs> magenta mm-hmm. uh, or white cyan magenta, like perfect eighties sleeveless vest over mm-hmm. what looked to be a sweater or polo or something. <laughs> uh, so cute, so perfectly eighties fashion. Mm-hmm. I loved it so much. Wasn't digging her hair this episode, but. C'est la vie. I liked it. I like that mullet thing. I'm not into the per mullet. Hmm. Can we talk about how Martina Navratilova looked amazing? Martina. Yeah. Martina looked amazing. She oh, did. shut up, Josh. <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite part where she's just basically like, you gross hustler psycho. 
<laughs> I, I loved all of her ADR lines, like especially on the tennis court with Jonathan. And she's like, mm-hmm. well, yeah. I won't. Uh, I won't be saving the good stuff for long because uh, <laughs> yeah. they're pretty good. Uh, yeah, her uh, voice has a, like a very. There's a soft burr to her voice. Yes, <laughs> I've always loved that her. Like along with her tan, yes. in a way that was really good. I've always loved her right? because I've uh, like in the 80s. I grew up. Uh, my neighbor was like a blonde tan German lady, mm. and uh, uh, and we loved her to death. Mm-hmm. And. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, Martina, though not German, I don't believe. <laughs> Czechoslovakia. Navratilova is not, not a German name, but yeah, she she had that like blonde tan, um, extreme European <laughs> look, and I, I <laughs> in a great way. <laughs> I love her, and I love that look. Like I, I love the extreme European look of on women. Like uh, Brigitte Nielsen rocked that shit forever. Mm. Um, Annie Lennox was really good at it. Huh. Uh, you know, I love that look. It's a good look. She uh, Sure. I didn't know anything about her except that she was a tennis pro, and I mm-hmm. made the mistake of Googling her and found out some pretty shitty stuff that she said. Did you see any of this? No. She, mm-hmm. I think it's more recent. She came out with an article that's apparently very transphobic about oh, fuck. trans athletes. Damn it, Martina. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, so... I don't know. I won't sing that song about her then. <laughs> I don't know how new that stuff, how new it is. And I don't, I can't read what she said because the, I'm not going to give the UK times <laughs> $13.99 for a, a month to read that one article. Danny, can you send us the, <laughs> that article? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> You're but obviously she, a subscriber to the UK times. What I saw is she posted something to Twitter in like a very crass way about like, if, if you have a penis, then you can't do and it's like just like a weird way of talking about that stuff and she's like they're cheats basically was the takeaway and she sounds like she's coming from a place where she doesn't fully understand and thinks that men are dressing as women and then trying to get into the tennis or whatever so yeah I don't Mm -hmm. know what's going on I don't know the details but she's under fire for being transphobic at the moment and I don't know how new that is or Mm -hmm. anything like that but that's like the one (laughs) thing I know about her now (laughs) I think of um, of just that song that I sing every time we have said her name leading up to doing this actual episode of the podcast, which is um, a song by the folk artist Frank. Oh, Frank. Uh-huh. Frank. Um, and it's just a song that I found super, I find super enchanting, but I won't sing it because I don't want to celebrate transphobia, but. Um, sing the whole thing. I'm going to bet that Frank is not a turf. Yeah, I, I'm just right? gonna bet because I mean, the I name uh, the name of Frank's record. <laughs> I enjoy being a girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> um, but the song's so catchy. Mm. It's taking every every bit of strength for me to not just sing it. We've kind of discussed a lot of the darker elements of the episode, but then the episode was also <laughs> a Caddyshack style comedy of errors. Yeah. That mm-hmm. I felt was successful. Like I think Jennifer in particular mm-hmm. really had a great role in this episode. Like she was super funny. Mm-hmm. She got mm-hmm. to she got, she. I wrote one of my notes is Jennifer is killing it. Yes, uh, and it was With the like, hiccups and all that. Oh that my whole, god! The whole scene when they get back to the house and she's like they go up to the bedroom and she yes. refers to the bottle of Montrachet in her bathroom cooler <laughs> uh, which i love it i love yeah. you have a wine cooler in your bathroom 
Um, so she's going to pretend to have an affair with this tennis coach, like get ready to have sex with him. Yeah, just to give to, him. To have Jonathan call her from Carphone, LA Mobile, LA Mobile. New car. New, oh, yeah, new car also. It's with, uh, it's the Mr. Phone. H. Mm-hmm. Mr. H. And We've entered Mr. H time. So Jonathan's supposed to call her and give her this hot stock tip that he would overhear, this fake stock tip, but he never calls because it's busy because he. Did somebody take the phone off the, the line? Uh, Josh, Josh takes the, the phone off the hook okay. and then okay. weirdly puts the pillow over the phone. Yes. But the way she like is suffocating the like, phone. No, like a fucking creep. Like that is the oh, most yeah, creepy. It's really He's, gross. He was so creepy from the get. And yeah. that was just the most disgusting move. Like, ugh. Such a grosso. But Jennifer plays this so she from walking into the room, her guffawing, like she does this like chuckling, (laughs) just like because she feels so embarrassed for like doing this seduction thing that it's so great and so funny how she is acting so uncomfortable about it. It's so realistic. Mm -hmm. It's great. And then she she like she she states, like, I've never done this before, I'm nervous. Uh And then she like launches into philosophical conversation with him, which (laughs) I was like. Mm-hmm. Fuck yes, Jennifer Hart. I love you. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're nailing this. <laughs> and then the hiccups. Yeah. The whole hiccup thing. Brilliant. Yeah. It was even great when uh when Jonathan comes home. <laughs> she tries to get a foot rub out of it. <laughs> she still gets oh she did. I love also that she got a foot rub out of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> like get, and puts get your phone shit. on the hook. Get your shit, girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I loved it. And I then, loved it. Can so we talk much. about Max in the kitchen with a baseball bat? <laughs> I don't know. Can we? What? What well, is that? I've, that was confusing to me. <laughs> like, was, was he like, just? Is, was he just there in case? Just hanging out. Oh, like, I don't even remember. Baseball this. bat. I guess I'm assuming he was in on the plot. Yeah, but it's like, well, when? When does he? Like Jennifer probably would have yelled. What's the signal for go up there with the baseball bat? <laughs> Max probably just <laughs> screaming. <Hiccups>. Max. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But you were going to say yeah. when Jonathan comes back. Then- oh, when Jonathan comes back and and they're now at ease, their plan worked, uh, and Jonathan goes in for a kiss and she still has the hiccups. I was like, perfect button. That was a great, so it was a great joke. I, I thought the humor in this episode all landed. It didn't seem to wackadoodle. It was, it felt like, it felt like an early 80s screwball comedy which I have a fondness for. Yeah. <laughs> and I liked it. Even oh, the, like even John Vernon being the villain, like that's <laughs> like, isn't he in meatballs and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and like Caddyshack and shit? Like, isn't he the villain in all of these movies? <laughs> it definitely has like the bedroom comedy thing, like the classic, like Doris Day-ish kind of, you know, that kind of like sex comedy sort of, vibes and that's mm-hmm. good for but you know i hate humor so no thanks the porn comedy you hate humor and you hate porn uh i <laughs> thought it was the funniest <laughs> moment of the episode was when <laughs> i hate i hate humor <laughs> yeah uh they're watching so at the the animal children's <laughs> benefit tennis match show the wilshire children's hospital <laughs> wilshire children's hospital tennis, tennis match celebrity, celebrity tennis, tennis marathon or tennis, celebrity whatever tennis <laughs> charity event <laughs> uh, they I, raised so much money with that did the, you hear us say they raised a hundred thousand dollars in the year of our lord 1980 something some 
<laughs> the year uh, before. I mean, that is a hell of that's a lot of money. Big celebrities. A lot of money right now. But the, on the TV, <laughs> there's this special <laughs> announcement. Cindy Cam stock is plummeting it's and worthless. <laughs> and like the stocks are going down. And now Cindy Cindy Cam is worthless. So it's worthless. It's worthless. Now back to our regular scheduled program. And yep. it's like this and news then he reporter. Opened, and then the music that played. <laughs> is there a little chime? There was like some music playing after that. There was like so funny. But then what I love is that then that guy's just like, well, fuck all. And he goes running out on the Discord with a gun and just like he's like he's gonna fuck up Joshua Denson. He's gonna fuck up everybody. They skip some steps. Him he doesn't like Mondays. He's gonna Yeah. Hear everybody's shit down. It's gonna kill Martina. in front of everyone. Totally, so extreme. Like, yes, like he doesn't give a fuck anymore. Like <laughs> oh. he's he's straight up like I don't. I have lost everything. Apparently, like, I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna shoot this guy. Yeah, he goes from <laughs> from zero to public enemy number one in not even five seconds. Yeah, he is like down there, and all hell breaks loose. That was also shocking to me. Like when he, when he just shows up and starts shooting, I was like, yeah. "Holy fuck? fucking Shit. god!" Yeah. Like he, someone cover Martina. Yeah. <laughs> I it mean like that's just that's just wild, but it's also a a great like seventies movie trope to have a sh- like gunplay at it something like a tennis match, yep. right? Like yeah. that's a totally like you just picture like a the parallax viewness exactly. Of it all, it's very right? Alan Pacula. Like yeah, it's, <laughs> oh, it's totally the missing fourth Pacula. <laughs> Any shot game was Joshua actually shot leg. by Alan I'm pretty sure Joshua gets shot. He got shot. Yeah. yeah, he got shot. Nobody gave a shit. Yeah, Nobody went care. to help him. Nobody did anything. Jonathan goes running out there to continue to engage with the gunman yeah. instead of going out there to save um, Joshua. Sociopathic <laughs> tennis pro. <laughs> and if, they, if, this, if, they w- if this episode would have gone full, like, full screwball comedy he would have gotten shot and then a bunch of identical looking blonde women would have ran out to the court. <laughs> to oh no. Me, oh my God, Josh, my lover. <laughs> Joshua. Or just so more funny. like hilarious, like uh, tennis ball machines or whatever. <laughs> a machine that someone describes as being, was it invented by a madman and perfected by a sadist? Yes. <laughs> Is that? Is that Jennifer? Jennifer's line. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the tennis machine. I want to say also <laughs> the news reporter. I know I was I already talked about him, but the he's on a backing of wood paneling on a wood paneled TV, and and the whole shot is just <laughs> full of wood paneling. It's, it's so insane that uh, that I felt like that was like art. Yeah. <laughs> if, again, this episode <laughs> is kind of beautiful uh-huh, to look at. Like uh-huh. I. I yeah no I'm, I'm I'll, I'll save it for ratings. It's just but a man. I, but I love the way this episode looks. There's zero news <laughs> graphics at all. It's just wood paneling, like <laughs> a man at a desk <laughs> with wood paneling behind him, giving a report on Cindy Cam. <laughs> oh my God, Cindy Cam, Cindy Cam, Cindy Cam is basically worthless. Yeah. Um, Nightmare. Here's the question: Is what the fuck did Jonathan? talk to Adam West about before he told him that his wife was murdered on the drive back to their house from the airport. Like what kind of small talk are you doing? 
That was like a half hour in the car. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> so how was your trip? Like, what's new? So weird. How's and business? then he still doesn't tell him right away, even after that. Yeah. Like, he's like, it's Susan. And he's like, did she leave me? Like, it's yeah, like, why yeah. are you fucking with him? He's like, prepare yourself for a shock. Again, when the cops are talking to the hearts <laughs> after the murder and <laughs> the, the cop who... who just spews a bunch of really great just lingo at them, which uh. I loved. It's like, well, backdoor Jimmy. Uh, like, <laughs> he was talking about all this shit. Five point nine in the backdoor Jimmy. <laughs> that, that cop like went to the same school of black eighties cop that Ron Glass went to to be yes. on Barney Miller. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Right. I but, was like, oh my god, he is out Ron Glassing on glass right now <laughs> but when jonathan is like i think i should be the one to tell him that his wife has been murdered i was like why right. he's why? like eventually yeah yeah when <laughs> i feel I like it eventually tell him <laughs> after i, I mean catch not up. right away i'm kind of just gonna like put you know start just slowly you know yeah i think he should have to guess <laughs> yeah because also it's weird that he get that that guy thought jonathan would be the one to tell him that his wife was leaving him yeah that's also weird like why would jonathan be giving you that news she left me did she leave me it's like is he what it's so weird because as the show frequently does they're best friends yeah it's it's completely aligned with the stockwood character though so you got to give it props for that because he was already feeling like that he had failed. He's yeah. ruined their lives. He his self esteem is at a very it's he's in the basement. Oh, he hung himself that night, no doubt. Like there's no oh, yeah. way in hell that he did not fucking hang himself. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, terrible. That could have been he's the next shock. murder. This is his suicide because he's, he's so sad. He just <clears throat> he just disappeared. His whole life changed. The Joshua fucked this guy over so hard. Uh, yeah, and then I thought it was like a little weird. Like the next scene, it's Jonathan at the match, uh, and he uh, Jennifer walks up and he's like, "I thought I could stop thinking about her by fitting hitting a few balls with BJ, but it's not working." And it's like, "Well, that seems kind of insensitive. Uh, like this is a yeah, person that like, you just no. had lunch with, and you're good friends with this person who got murdered." <laughs> And you were there when she got murdered. and It's Jonathan's version of a bath. Yeah, I guess. It's like, you just want to stop thinking about her? <laughs> you haven't even been to her funeral yet. Jennifer takes a bath. Jonathan, yeah, but Jonathan also hits some balls. Hits some balls. BJ. BJ, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, oh, so the scene um, where, we, where we get introduced to Mr. H, the vehicle, with yeah. the lovely brown leather cell phone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That shots of him in traffic i i i'm gonna just keep bringing this up the <laughs> shot of him in traffic <laughs> was gorgeous like the the yeah. cars that they chose the, the colors of the cars the positions of the cars oh. beautiful and that yeah and that jonathan action. was in the bottom left corner of the screen mm-hmm. and this is all while jennifer is being seduced by oh. the tennis pro he picks up the phone and dials her number and we get the best commercial break yet in heart to heart which was just mm-hmm. a black screen with a busy signal oh yeah mm-hmm. so good that's pretty great it, yeah that over that aerial shot of the the backup is so 
Italian job or something, yeah, right? Like, or like Godardi. Guys, like guys it's... are just under the hood, like doing that, like and not giving a shit, like mm-hmm. they're completely oblivious. Mm-hmm. And we all know that, you know, basically the worst thing ever is happening at the Hart's house. And um, Josh was yeah, getting more fed up with not getting to fuck Jennifer. He's just like, <laughs> are you serious? with the hiccups. And Max is just there waiting next to their chalkboard board phone with a bat. I'd like to see that guy, Joshua, get beat up a couple more times. That was funny. He was just getting slapped around so hard at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> he was he was fun. To I watch used to really want around. one of those chalkboard phones. Oh, those are cool. That was so cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's time for pick, pick your phone. Sislers, I love you. I feel like you. <gasps> I feel like you know me pretty well in regards to my thoughts about heart to heart <laughs> but you don't know my penis wow <laughs> <laughs> yes they do oh, what's happening the oh don't. my god uh <laughs> my poke is not vj oh my god it's batman oh really it's batman uh, i find Ooh. adam west extremely charming and adorable and even though when he's when he's acting it's a bit of an issue, uh, <laughs> but I think he's adorable in, uh, in this orgasm. episode. And uh, my wife. poke is Batman. Wow. Also, he's from Washington State. Oh. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure he's like from Yakima or something. Oh. Huh. I thought. Weird. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> Joe. Mine is also not VJ, unfortunately. It is. Is it Mr. Saunders? Yes. <laughs> because. <laughs> Because of the way he said, I'll break your back or whatever. Break your back. Oh, my God. That line. I was like, oh, Jesus. Like, (laughs) commanding. John Vernon is. I I love John Vernon. I don't find him attractive, but I do. His voice is really kind of riveting. Like, I I do love that voice. voice. He's a presence. Yes. For sure. Mm. Yeah. Ellen, you got one? No. No? No dead balls for you? (laughs) I I, hate ten- watching tennis <laughs> oh really yeah i don't like watching tennis <laughs> i don't mind playing tennis and i support other people's desire to watch and play tennis but i don't like watching tennis yeah i like playing which it. really it doesn't have that much to do with what we're talking about right now yeah, but most, i just thought i'd say it most sports i don't understand the watching of sports in general mm. i don't think yeah, there's no. a sport i enjoy watching at all nope mm. yeah i think the last thing i wanted to bring up was <laughs> jonathan's tantrum on the tennis court which was of course for show but very convincing very convincing and it made me super uncomfortable like i really really hated every minute of it i hated it when martina was getting in on it it the whole thing just icked me out because i kept thinking you are being watched right now. Yeah. You are being filmed at your probably. wife's event. This is your wife's Where, event. Where you're like, oh no, you're ruining your reputation. Yeah. You're ruining the Bellevue Jonathan. Children's Hospital <laughs> yearly tennis champion. Yeah. <laughs> What's the name of the event? <laughs> the Wilshire. Wilshire Children's Hospital Celebrity Tennis Tournament. Yeah. He, it's or also, or I, tennis, whatever. The banner's amazing. Part of what's uncomfortable about it for me is he was treating people like garbage in that, and it was unnecessary to do. Like, the only point of it was to get more time. And yeah. you could do that in any way. You could be like, oh, my shoe's untied again. You silly me. I'm but an idiot. It's also uh, an in joke, like a current events in joke 
because of tennis players like John McEnroe and Elise. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Like it's completely a riff on people just going off. Oh. Uh, tennis pros having like these terrible tantrums, which was quite the thing. I got you. Okay. Okay. So that makes sense. That makes yeah. way more sense. It does make sense. I just didn't like it. It made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, Jonathan, no. He was so ready to take on that role. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like this, he enjoyed it. I think he did kind of enjoy it. <laughs> Martina seemed to be getting a kick out of it too. Um, I think, well, I mean, uh, the only thing I didn't bring up from my notes, I think, is the, uh, <laughs> the tennis court goblets that, <laughs> that, oh, yeah. Max- smash. <laughs> Max brings out so when when Batman and Susan are with them, he brings out a tray of iced tea in these little little glasses, mm-hmm. and then this giant plate of shitty looking sandwiches with all of his stuck in them. But then when the hearts are playing tennis by themselves, he brings out these giants. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking of the court giant goblets. goblets. Yeah. <laughs> That I was just like, yeah, these really, are not, these are Let's company. call them what yeah. they are. Those are chalices. Yeah, they are chalices. <laughs> Those are for drinking in front of guests versus Those are the ones that come in the ark. <laughs> so they can have their screwdrivers off the Yeah, when board. you open the Ark of the Covenant, Ugh. that's that that's inside. God, that'd be fun to just have a table set up like that next to a tennis court to play tennis and then sit down and have a drink and some sandwiches and then play more tennis. What mm. a fun day. That'd yeah. be amazing. Have some little olive sandwiches. Yeah, and some screwdrivers. Those sandwiches look like shit. Just get more drunk playing <laughs> tennis. On that terrible brown fake wheat bread. Oh, yeah, that's pretty bad. Uh, uh, <laughs> I didn't have a real problem with the sandwiches, but maybe I'm just desperate. I I frequently have a problem with the sandwiches in this show. <laughs> I have commented on several sandwiches yeah. in this show yeah, as being don't, shitty. <laughs> don't waste ice cream. Do not eat sandwiches. <laughs> when they asked, like, how do you guys, how do you do it, hearts, at the beginning, um, Jennifer immediately says, be his slave. And it's like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. Oh, she was I'm being gonna... Yeah. It made me uncomfortable, Jennifer. Hmm. And when the guy just shot the guy in the leg and was like, okay, I got him back. <laughs> and then he starts running. He could have shot more and more, killed more people, but he just shot that Joshua in the leg and then started running away. <laughs> he's Because he's having a fucking meltdown. Yeah. He's not thinking rationally. You didn't finish the job. What? How? Uh, I guess you probably couldn't show just a bullet going into someone's head, but. I mean, if you're, if you're going to have someone in tennis whites get shot, I want at least one little splatter of blood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Joshua should have just been completely like he shouldn't have survived that. They scene. Should, he should have <laughs> blown his head off, yeah. like just like a giant hole in his head. <laughs> 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 that like a tennis ball goes through at the end. Of you that know what should have happened? Okay, rewrite corner. Here we come. Oh wow! They should have rigged one of those tennis launching ball machines with a gun <laughs> that shoots. Oh. No, it shoots a shotgun. Perfected by a sadist. I think I think Joe's Candle Company should be employed to make <laughs> tennis balls. <laughs> when you, it's just it's a dirty bomb that just yeah. like a bunch of glass and nails. Pipe bomb. <laughs> Shoots a pipe bomb at you. You hit it with your racket. It goes through your racket and explodes. <laughs> There's a big crater on the tennis court oh where god. Martina used to be. Oh my god. That's that's like the microphone gun. 
Yes. Like, totally. Yeah. Oh, totally. That would have been really cool. Oh, I think it would, could have been an arrow. That would have been cool. Like it's a crossbow <laughs> instead of a. Yeah. <laughs> oh, who was uh, who was Josh's partner? Was was that an actual? Uh, I mean, I'm assuming not a celebrity tennis player, Some but blonde lady. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. Why wasn't he playing against VJ? Uh, yeah. Good That's- question. They only had him for that one afternoon. Uh, I got mad at Adam West when he po- tried to pull out of that event so callously. Like they had been, they had just been spending time playing tennis with the hearts and then they sit down for lunch and he's like, Oh, Jennifer, I can't do your oh, yeah, event. I'm not, doing that. I'm not doing that event by the way. And then she's like, you're not doing, you're not getting me the celebrities for my celebrity tennis event tomorrow. And he's like, Nope. And we can't even stay for lunch. Goodbye. Cause of those sandwiches. I'm telling right. you, those sandwiches <laughs> yeah, like, were shit. The, he's like, the drinks are small and the sandwiches are crazy. I want a chalice. Um, <laughs> yeah. I see you're serving us the, the guest chalices. It's, it's because it's just like that's literally why they're having that lunch. Yeah. yeah. And he's like he's like, oops, psych. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they just played a full game of tennis. If you don't have time for lunch, then you don't have time for tennis. Yeah. And Su- and Susan just saw like, God, my husband that I'm cheating on is such a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, Jennifer. I'll do it when I'm yeah. not fucking that sociopathic tennis pro. When I'm not making blowjob face. What a disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, life is such a disappointment. Do you have to be a cop to get a pastrami sandwich in Bel Air? Like, it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Remember that when Max brought out a giant platter of pastrami sandwiches to the oh yeah playing cops? Like, remember when they would just go out to Benihana, fake Benihana? Come on, <laughs> yeah. remember L'Orangerie? Orangerie. <laughs> remember Le Restaurant? Le Restaurant. <laughs> My notes are mostly just drawings of those two triangles from what's face's <laughs> desk. <laughs> oh wow. Like there's they're on there twice. Oh nice. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then it's time for ratings. Mm-hmm. Uh, zero to five hearts. I get to start. And uh I don't know if this is gonna blow minds or what, or if I'm just feeling the love of a hundred episodes. I'm giving this a five. Wow, really? I genuinely loved this episode i i felt like i watched Mm -hmm. a movie i felt like i watched an edited for tv movie uh but it Mm -hmm. was gorgeous to look at the uh primary color game was back in full swing a lot of like green tennis court with yellow umbrellas and then red tennis outfits and blue tennis outfits i'm digging all this the uh the shot of the cars in the (laughs) in the traffic was truly gorgeous i kept thinking they had to reset that a few times and they reset it every time and it looked great Hmm. the comedic performance from jennifer was stunning uh adam west's little fucking meltdown was hilarious Mm -hmm. and i love a bad movie and i love bad acting so that really just made my day Mm -hmm. um john vernon's amazing I don't I don't know. I I don't give a fuck about tennis either, but mm. I loved this episode. It just felt great to watch and I would highly recommend people watch this episode. Mm. Well, <laughs> I am not giving it a 5. I'm giving it a 2.5 because it felt <gasps> very Ooh. middle of the road episode for me. I the the plot line was very muddled and weird. Uh, the the 
motivations of the characters also kind of muddled and weird the tennis the i the, it felt like it was supposed to be this s- stressful like when they're flying in the navy episode yeah yeah it felt like that again where you're it's like you're waiting for something to happen so it should have been this quiet just i could see i'm seeing the shots in my head that would have made that work where like close-ups of the tennis ball that like rack focus to the guy walking around pacing on the phone buying stocks stuff like that where there just wasn't any of that and then there was this slapstick jonathan thing happening which was breaking the tension if anything so just that whole thing i thought just didn't quite work and was such a big chunk of the episode and like it was the linchpin of the whole thing was this tennis stuff so i don't know i just felt like it was like bizarre and Mm -hmm. not effective really in my mind sorry fair fair assessment alan well i feel like this doesn't happen often for me where us talking about these episodes for three hours um (laughs) changes my mind in any way really um but in this case it did Mm -hmm. because i realize that yes like once i started talking about it like i can really get down with it but mostly i'm just i was just thinking like you know it's boring i don't want to watch tennis but i'm also going to give it a five. Oh shit because Damn. because of the super pacula-esque uh vibes from it and also like just the more i think about that creepy character of the tennis instructor and just how hollow and painful that is and also like just the they just dig in on the stockwoods marriage like it's it's a pretty brutal episode mm-hmm. um so i guess i'm just glad that it's not about golf <laughs> or um, or so but or so, yeah hunt. so <laughs> So it's a five for me, but also like I'm kind of easy like that because I mostly love almost I just love anything that's blue and orange. Yeah. At the same time. Oh, my God. But yeah, no, Erica, you and I are on the same page with I'm this one. So with anything that has like 70s darkness in it, like just a whiff of the the faintest whiff of 70s darkness. Yeah. And we're just right there, like throwing the popcorn in and uh, waiting for Joe to become angry. <laughs> Angry at our at our symmetry. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? I'm I'm just very frequently in like immediately uh, in love with an episode of Heart to Heart where they are doing interesting things filmically. Like when yeah. there's as soon as they do that, it just makes me think. Oh, you give a shit if if we enjoy this or not? Like mm. you you care, and it elevates it 100 percent elevates. What could be just kind of like that would have been a boring episode if there was nothing to look at. It It also was a boring episode. See, I I know that you feel like that. (laughs) For me, it also really seats it in this mysterious place that was 10 o'clock television. Yeah. Um, And that could, that was a very, at times, a very dark space. In the TV schedule, like really dark, fucked up episodes of shows like Starsky and Hutch and Beretta. I mean, Fantasy Island, that <laughs> some of that shit was no joke. So I think that when Heart to Heart brings the darkness, I often just think of what 10 o'clock meant, which is part of the nostalgia, Joe, that I know like you, we've acknowledged like Eric and I have that mm-hmm. association with it. 
um, just because of, of our age and experience with the show, but it's like, that's very much a real thing. And so stuff like this, where it's just like, that is twisted. This plot is for adults. And that definitely has an effect on how I feel about certain episodes, even when they might have some other things in them, like boring tennis, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever. I could definitely and yuck, see children's that. charities, barf, 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 but whatever. Yeah. I could see that with this episode for sure. I mean, a man like mm. performed a mass shooting, like he ran out onto a tennis court and started shooting people. <laughs> yeah. So it's definitely, I could see that. Yeah. I could well, see and then that. A, guy, sure. a guy stabs a woman to death. Yeah. Yeah. Out but of let's nowhere. get real. <laughs> if it was just an like 47 minutes of those triangle things on Mr. Saunders' <laughs> desk. I mean, five five. I feel like I have to get, it's like, who do I, who do I give the medal to? <laughs> who came up with the mirrored triangle thing? Yeah. Because that <laughs> is the greatest the Oscar for best DP. Yeah. Pretty spectacular. Well, I just fucked yeah. myself on the overall rating. So I'm going to have to give the next six episodes five out of five. <laughs> and I promise no, I will do that. No, you should always be, yeah, at least that always won't be, be contrived. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Always be true to yourself. Uh, Love Game gets 12.5 hearts. That's Heart Attack. What? Heart Attack. Which I think is well deserved. I disagree. <laughs> totally fair i think it's totally so fair funny. right like, like i get i get Please why disagree. this episode is not like it's i the thought you were gonna go super, two, joe i thought you were gonna go lower <laughs> oh maybe could have it's like yeah that tone was all over the place totally all over the place the plot is super convoluted there's a lot of extra details that don't have anything to do with it particularly the tennis stuff yeah um but i just loved it i loved how it all came together mm. like the 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 whole was more than the sum of its parts. <laughs> yeah. That's like where that's the, the, the funniest thing was when that news reporter was like, um, by the way, Nancy yeah. camera is like going downhill. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> we have no more Nancy cameras. They're worthless now. So you guys just gave up your fortune. He's just specifically talking to one of the actors in the episode. It's like, <laughs> what <laughs> cindy cam has filed for bankruptcy yeah cindy cam is over they are worthless if you have been- <laughs> i love it. he uses the word worthless which is my favorite part yeah, totally. <laughs> just so that we understand what's and then happening. the little music the music cue right after that is so funny i can't i putting on the ritz <laughs> <laughs> trying hard to look like gary cooper <laughs> Super <laughs> oh man! All right. All right. <laughs> also, okay. A poetic ending would have been great if that guy had become a that he had to become a tennis instructor after this whole thing. The big evil guy. That would have been so funny. Or if he's teaching tennis in prison. <laughs> yeah, in prison. The prisoners. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, well, Ooh. Ellen. What yes, are we I'm watching here. and discussing <laughs> next week? <laughs> Sorry, I just realized that what I'm having for dinner. <laughs> are you having a taco? R- Ritz crackers. Tacos for dinner. <laughs> tacos and Ritz crackers. <laughs> and pastrami sandwiches. <laughs> I'm going to drink a chalice of iced tea. <laughs> With a taco. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's the only change I'm making to the menu. Sorry, what was there a question? Yes, I was wondering what are we watching and discussing <laughs> next week? <laughs> ah, I'm so glad you asked. Next week we're going to be watching and discussing uh, an episode that originally aired on November 15th, 1983. We're going to be talking about Passing Chance. 
While in Greece, Jonathan and Jennifer race to save their lives and the future of heart industries when a European business magnet seeks to destroy them during a cross-country car rally. Ooh. Hopefully it's not old-timey cars. I don't think any Model Ts are going to Dakar, right? <laughs> I don't know. Did you say this episode aired? I don't know, though. 1953. <laughs> <laughs> 1883. <laughs> Holy shit. Joe's, Joe's old-timey car dreams are going to come true. Yeah, the gay 80s. Again. The gay 80s. <laughs> the gay 80s. Was it 19? It was 83. 1983? Yeah. Is that the year that we're in? 1983, yes. We, mm-hmm. They're like... So many months ahead of us now in November. They've gone back to Thanksgiving. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Um, We hope you're still there. Yeah, thank you and sorry. It's been 100 episodes. Has has anyone besides, even I haven't listened to all 100 episodes. (laughs) 100 episodes and there's like 30 more. Uh, (laughs) 30 more to go, I think. Then we start over. Then we start, then we do it all backwards. Backwards, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Red red rum swati. Uh, Wow. Thank you. Thank you. I'm here all week. Thank you. (laughs) I'm in the red room. Uh, Please. Get in touch with us while we're still here or after we've after we've gone. Yeah. It'd be like praying. Maybe in five uh, years. You from can now. you can send your prayers to itwasmurderpod at gmail.com. You can mm-hmm. follow us on Instagram or on Twitter at itwasmurderpod. If it's 2030 when you're listening to this, just reach out to us and remind us that we did this. Uh, also remind us when we uh when we turn when we each turn a hundred, we have to do this <laughs> entire thing again. <laughs> alone. <laughs> We should have saved that rule for our 100th episode. Yeah. I'm mostly just curious to know who's going to do the podcast about the series when Netflix finally picks it up. Mm, somebody, mm. Some celebrities that will pretend like they're the first ones doing it. Yeah. <laughs> well, little do they know that we have at least 10 people that will tell them that they are wrong. Yeah, we have like a whole <laughs> cadre. From a whole all handful. over the world. And but if also, Taco does it. Putting <laughs> <laughs> on the hearts. I want to know who's going to do the podcast about this podcast someday. <laughs> <laughs> and what will our ratings be? Oh, God. Who will they poke? Speaking of ratings, uh, please go <clears throat> to iTunes and give us five stars. You should also be subscribing to this podcast. I'm assuming you already. <laughs> You already are <laughs> if you're listening this far. But yeah, please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. Give us five stars. Say something nice. It makes us happy and it um, possibly gets us more listeners. Uh, <laughs> if you're having trouble finding these episodes, just Google the episode title. Like in, for instance, if you want to watch watch before we talk about Passing Chance, just Google "passing chance heart to heart," and I'm sure a little little website called Daily Motion will show you a a reversed <laughs> yeah. and slowed down version of the episode that's just as good. You'll still know what we're talking about. It looks great on there. <laughs> um, Rate us, or we'll break your back. <laughs> we'll break your back. I will touch your wrist. We'll touch your wrist with our index fingers. <laughs> I'll shoot you on the tennis court. <laughs> we'll shoot you in the leg. <laughs> Um, we got to see Freeway a couple times. Freeway was a real good ball boy. Sitting next to the ball shooting machine. Such a cutie. Uh, hope that he got to eat the rest of those shitty looking sandwiches. Good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway.